Good morning. Welcome to Heart and Soul Center of Light. My name is Felicia Williams Cozy, and I am a licensed practitioner at Heart and Soul. And I'm honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we are taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within in order that it be our guide during this time of change. Wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is a safe and sacred space. So if you are willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has transpired up until this moment. Join me in taking a deep conscious breath. Breathe in and release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Take a moment now to notice the path your breath takes through your body. While the path our breath takes like each of us is unique, every breath is a part of the one breath which is breathing us all. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. As we enter the stillness, remember to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am, and I will be what I will be simultaneously. Thank you. 
I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you are in. To do this, you might focus on your feet and notice and feel the support of the floor underneath. You might gently rub your palms together and begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. And when you are ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience this morning. And so it is. Thank you for creating this safe and sacred container of love for our service. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our connection with the one. And I invite you to do so whenever and wherever possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you. Good morning, family, and welcome to Heart and Soul Center of Light's virtual Sunday service. Today is Sunday, December 13th. My name is Sonia Russell. I am a proud founding member and licensed practitioner here at Heart and Soul Center of Light, and it is my great pleasure to let you know how you can more be fully involved at Heart and Soul Center of Light. I wanna start by reminding those of you who have been with us and letting you know, those of you who may be new, that our theme for 2020 is Adventures in Faith Expects a Miracle. We are continuing to allow ourselves to be steeped in the power of miracles uh, in our daily read with Mary Ann Williamson, A Year of Miracles. Uh, and we know that this is an opportunity every day to believe in miracles and we are working out making sure uh, that we know the power of them. We are inviting you family to stay connected with us in all the ways there are to stay connected, including Facebook, YouTube. We invite you to subscribe to our channel, Instagram, Twitter, and all the ways in which you view podcasts. There will be an opportunity for you to give in community later on in our service, but know that you can give anytime by visiting our website or texting to give. Uh, and you can have more details directly into your email box by signing up for our service recap by visiting our website, heartsoulcenter.org slash sign up. And I invite you to continue to be steeped in our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. On Mondays, the practitioners are continuing to 
support us in being steeped in miracles. Um, uh, we do a Monday book study, begins at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, and we want to make sure that people are just with us and supporting us um, and just taking part in it because it's so deep and so enriching to our lives. And so we want to make sure that you all um, are participating on Mondays. You sign up once and then you have the opportunity to um, visit, uh, to participate um, as often as you like. On Wednesdays, Heart and Souls Imagining Justice, hosted by Valerie Joy and David Walker, is deeply underway. This coming Wednesday is the final night of, the, of 2020 with a virtual open mic night and gratitude celebration. And the gratitude celebrations at IJ are always good and rich and powerful. And so we invite you into visiting and closing out 2020 um, with some powerful time together at IJ. This experience begins at 6.15 p.m. Pacific time with meditation. On Thursdays, Tammy Hall is still live and bringing us her spectacular brand of um, beautiful music Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time via Facebook Live. Make sure you visit her page um, to find out how you can be a part of it and that you remember to tip generously. Every Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific time via Facebook, YouTube, and via podcast, Reverend Andrea's Point of Power, the pop vlog, uh, happens. We are inviting you to like it, share it, and most importantly, allow it to transform your life. We're reminding you that we recently moved and we have, if you have some gift ideas for our new church home, you want to support us in warming our home, we want to make sure that you can do so by visiting our Amazon wish list, heartsoulcenter.org slash wish list. And so now find family, I invite you to take a moment to find your breath. We want to allow ourselves to take the moment to be steeped in our vision. And so we recite it together. We are a loving and compassionate, world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people and together, we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet. And so it is. Oh, and so family, I invite you to simply Find your breath and be fully present in this moment. It is the breath that nourishes and supports us in every moment. That which kept us while we slept and woke us this morning. The infinite is present here and now in through and as each and every one of us. The same force that rose the sun this morning and brings the rain, the same force that beats our hearts and circulates our blood, it is God. It always has been, is now, and always will be. The perfection of the infinite is who I am and why I am here 
It is who each and every one of us is and why we are all here. Without exception and regardless of appearances, God is always working, always unfolding, always magnificently present in our lives. And so it is from this place of knowing, this place of trusting, this place of deep abiding faith that I, Sonia, speak my word on behalf of my beloved Heart and Soul Center of Light community, giving thanks in advance for the experience of peace prevailing. We know that love prevails, that joy prevails, that the infinite perfection of God unfolding in our lives and that knowing, that trusting, that faith prevails. Each moment and with each breath, we have an opportunity to remember, to remember that God is, that we are, and that all is truly unfolding in divine and perfect order. And so I'm giving thanks in advance for our needs being met before we even know we have the need. I'm giving thanks for the divine unfoldment of our lives in our health and wellness, in our relationships, in our finances, in our homes, and with our families. I am knowing that the goodness of God washes over each and every one of us, wrapping us in a warm blanket of worthiness, allowing us to know this truth, to accept it for ourselves and for the world. And so I give thanks. I give thanks for the opportunity to speak this word and know this truth, to stand in the gap. I give thanks that I trust God and that we all have the opportunity to trust in the infinite unfolding perfectly in our lives. I give thanks that each and every one of us has our heart's desires being met simply by our willingness to know and trust the infinite. And I give thanks this day and every day, family, for the good sense to be grateful. And so it is in perfect gratitude that I simply release this word into the law. I know that it is done. I accept it as so now and forever. And so it is. Speak to my heart, Lord. Speak to my heart. 
of divine guidance. Speak to my heart, Lord. And this seems to be a declaration of an intention for this time, for listening, for divine availability. So look, we are definitely on an adventure in faith. <clears throat> and my intention, every time I'm offering a message, offering an idea for consideration, it's to support us on our adventure in faith. <laughs> and, and I hope you're understanding, I'm attempting to put emphasis that it's an adventure and it requires that we be on it, that we be actively engaged in the adventure in faith. So this is not a call to, it's an adventure and I don't wanna be here, Lord, why me? Cause you know, that's where we go. But instead I'm suggesting that we approach this adventure with all of its twists and turns and boogeymen bumping out and popping up. And you know, it's often I liken it unto being in a, um, a, a, a horror house or, or even at the, uh, well, in the old days, we would go to the fairgrounds and there would always be the haunted house kind of thing. And you, or, or even in the, the San Francisco at the, long ago at the Playland, you, you go through and there stuff would, you'd be in a little car and stuff would pop out and oh oh it's an adventure, isn't it? But what would you do? You, you'd be scared spitless and then you go, let's go again. I want to go again, one more time. And you'd be still sweating from the other time. And each time you'd make that corner, you'd go, oh, okay, I know it. And still it would, it would get us. This is an adventure. We've, this is not our first adventure. Come on now. This is just the one where we're aware that faith is required for this journey. And that's my call out to you, that we have every right to expect a miracle. <laughs> but only if we are in the vibration, in the frequency of expectation, of expectancy. See, we have every right to expect a miracle. See, I'm still working with us in the little car in the fun house. And we make the corner and instead of the horror of our lives, we are in expectancy of a miracle. Even when something crazy, odd, frightening pops up, because we are on this adventure in faith, we go, I know there's a miracle in here. I can hardly wait to see what the divine does with this in my life. Who knew that I was gonna fall out the car? Wonder what the divine is gonna do with this. And since we are all a part of the divine, the idea here is when you're down there, look around and see if there's something for you. I know you wanting to get up and getting up is an essential part of it, but while you're down there, just check and see if there's something there for you because it's what, it's your adventure in faith. There's something for you in every aspect of your life. You can't just curse it all and then move on. There's something there for you. Emmett Fox speaks to this, this place where well, let's just say that place where you're down, down and out or feel like you, are, like you are, he refers to it as divine discontent. So you're down there and you're like, I know this ain't where I'm supposed to be. 
because I've been working a program, but maybe this is a moment of divine discontent. Maybe this is not where you just call a bunch of names. Maybe this is not where you, you curse your faith up until this point. Maybe this is where you go, oh, this is what Emmett Fox was talking about. This is that divine discontent. So look, when he, when he talks about, let, let me just share something from, uh, this is by Emmett Fox, it's find and use your inner power or sparks of truth. There are two different titles for, for this work. So, some of his works are not unlike Ernest Holmes' work. Um, he's a contemporary of sorts, although you should be aware that Emmett Fox passed in 51, but you still see that they are there uh, with similar teaching or same principles, if you will, similar teaching in the same time and often in the same region. So uh, look, in Find and Use Your Inner Power, he has an essay entitled, Worm Gets yes, Ideas. ideas. And y'all know, know I, I love, love a chrysalis, chrysalis metaphor. metaphor. I, because, because I see, I see in, in my life, life and, and let's, let's just be clear, clear. If, if you haven't, haven't figured, figured it out, out I, I love, love anthropomorphizing life. You know, you know, it's, it's the, the little bug, it's the spider. I, you, you know, know I, grew I grew up in a time, time when the, the fairy tales and the myths and the, and the fables, we, we, were we were breathing, we were anthropomorphizing all manner of life. life. And, and I, I got, got it. it. I, I learned so much that, that learning from, from those metaphors were just, just rich for me. Because, because when you put people, people in them, and, and often, you know, I grew up in a time when there were few books, if any. I mean, I can almost... I think, I think in, in our, our household, household, our parents looked for, for books with, with children, children that looked like, like their, their children. children. But they, but they were, were few and far between. between. And, and we, we were readers. And so, and so there's, there's something, something about having a variety of books, which meant that, that I was, was reading about a lot of, um, a lot of, of young, young students who did Dick and Jane. Jane. Nobody, Nobody in Dick and Jane's playground that looked like me when I was reading Dick and Jane and Sally and so. It was, it was difficult, difficult for me as a, as a youngster, youngster to see myself def definitively in these, in these situations, situations where, where I came, came out, out winning, winning. Where, where I overcame, where I was, I was at the top, top of the little mountain of the, the anthill at the end, end of the story, story. Because, because the folks, folks who did that did not look, look like, like me. me. And, so and so it was difficult. difficult. But, but if you made it an ant or a spider or a whatever, a gerbil, you know, there were no gerbils in these stories, but whatever it was, if you made it an animal and just anthropomorphized it, I could see myself in the bear. I could see myself in Tigger. I could see myself in, in the characters. And so this is important. And now I've just gone on because I want you to be open to the worm gets ideas. I'm not just calling you a worm, but if you can get into the consciousness where you can see your wormliness, then we can make some progress, is, is the, the idea, idea here. So, so I, I want to read, read to you almost the entire, entire essay. essay. Um, he, he establishes that, that it was, was that, that um, the, butter, the butterfly is beautiful now, but he was not always a butterfly. No, indeed, he began life and he lived what seemed to him to be a very, very long time as a worm and not a very important kind of worm either. What we call the humble caterpillar. Now the life of a caterpillar is a sadly restricted one. In fact, it could be taken as the very type and symbol 
of restriction. Now I'm talking about you. I'm anthropomorphizing, just as Emmett Fox is supporting me in doing, the caterpillar to butterfly. So stay with me now with this. Now the life of the caterpillar, he says, is a sadly restricted one. Hear this, for anyone who in COVID is feeling restricted. In fact, it could be taken as the very type and symbol of restriction. He lives on a green leaf in the forest and that's about all he knows is the green leaf in the forest. Then one day, something happens. The little caterpillar finds certain strange stirrings going on within himself within herself, the old green leaf, for some reason, no longer seems sufficient. Some of you are already identifying, you know that moment when what you used to do and was the way you lived, it was just the way you got your party on. You no longer do that. It no longer holds the same attraction. He, began, he begins to feel dissatisfied. He becomes moody and discontented. But this is the vital point. It is divine discontent. You're not supposed to like this space right here. This is where major change is gonna happen. You're supposed to be uncomfortable. You're supposed to be a little antsy, a little anxious, a little, you know, why, why are you messing with me? Why, why, is, why aren't things just the way they used to be? There's a divine discontent that's intentional. He does not just grumble and complain to the other caterpillars. This is the part I love and wanted to bring to you. In your divine discontent, you don't just start gossiping about it and blaming and shaming about it. So Emmett Fox says he doesn't just grumble and complain to the other caterpillars saying nature is all wrong. It should not be like this. I hate this life. I can never be anything but a worm. I wish I had never been born. Now everybody doesn't go there, but there's some of us who have been there in that hard, difficult spot where we wondered why was I even born? This could not be my destiny. This couldn't be what I've gone through, everything I've gone through to get to here. This couldn't be it. There, now this isn't true for everybody, but some of us can give testimony. We've been there where we wondered and we questioned the efficacy of the order of the universe. He feels the need for a bigger, finer, and more interesting life. This is where you fill in the blank. What is it that your heart is yearning for? Worm. His instinct tells him that where there is true desire, there must be fulfillment. What? His instinct. Not the gossip group. But his own intuition says there's more here because what? Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's an intention, there's a path. Where there's a commitment, there's a way through. Now, if you read the essay, it don't say all that, but it meant to. And so the wonderful thing happens, he says. Gradually, the worm, our worminess disappears. 
and the butterfly emerges. Now, you know, I wanna keep up some accuracy in here and there's a process in between. The worm doesn't magically become the butterfly. There's a process. There's some surrender, there's some goo, there's some uncomfortableness, there's some letting go of all we thought composed who we are. The butterfly emerges beautiful, graceful, now endowed with wings. And instead of crawling about on a restricted leaf, he soars right above the tree. See yourself? While you're down, crawl in your divine discontent. See, this is what I'm talking about. You down there, but take a moment and get clear that when I get up, I'm what? Soaring right above the trees, right above the forest itself, free, unrestricted, free to go where he likes, see the world, bask in the sun, and in fact, to be his own true self. Come on. There's no way for me to read that and not think about Mother Harriet, who although held captive, held bound by law and by pressure and by force, saw herself free. Come on now, caterpillar. Worm, I love that he just said, just said worm. Worm gets an idea of divinity, of something more, get an idea. In fact, to be her own true self the free and wonderful thing that God intended her to be. He ends by saying, now this wonderful story is intended to be the story of every human soul. It is up to you to develop your wings by the scientific use of creative imagination so that you may fly away what to your heart's desire. So in order, you heard him say that, in order to develop our wings through the scientific youth, use, excuse me, of creative imagination, so that we may fly away to our heart's desire. Ernest Holmes offers us this affirmation. I think it's to like seal the deal, if you were. This is core to what we believe and endeavor to practice. So we could, I'm trusting you're on mute or, you know, if you're in a group, however you're going to do this, but I'm going to read it line by line and ask you to simply repeat it. It's on the screen. You can read it with me and then after however you want to do it, but let's get this said because this affirmation supports us in that. I know that my spirit is free from all limitation. I know that my mind understands the truth about myself. I know that my physical body and my objective affairs reflect and manifest the perfection that I feel. The wholeness that I am certain of. and the prosperity that rightfully, hear me, put emphasis there, and the prosperity that rightfully belongs to me. Yeah. Practice. 
Practice is the key. And Emmett Fox says, practice makes real. He says, only, the only part of your religion that is real is the part we express in our daily lives. <laughs> you know, I don't mean any offense at all, but y'all, you know, I have told you heart and soulers, I don't want you out telling nobody you from heart and soul. And frankly, lately I was going through a little attitudinal stuff and I thought, oh, I don't want to tell nobody I'm from heart and soul and I'm the founder. So I understand how we get there. I'm just saying, check yourself, stay aware because if we're not practicing it, it's not real. I just have to say that out loud. The ideals, the ideals that we do not act out. So we know the principle and we can quote them and we got the affirmations up. And I mean, we are down and can be counted on, but we not practicing. Not sufficiently, myself included. Let me just say how I know, because I live in the world. And the world is a reflection of our consciousness. That's how I know we're not doing all the work because the world is telling us it's a mirror. It's an absolute mirror. Somebody in fact wrote that, no, I'm not, never mind. Okay. Yeah. So just, yeah, thanks. Such pretended Good morning. Ideals Welcome to Heart and Soul effort. Center of Light. Because they My name is Felicia Williams-Cozy, and I am a licensed practitioner the truth of who and whose we are. They put us into, into a bit of an eddy where we, where we think it's up to us to, to do stuff we can't do or we think that we're not deserving of the good that is righteously intended for us. She, what did the sister say? Talk to me, speak to my heart. Help me to be clear about what's mine to be, to do, to have. Talk to me, I'm listening, I'm available. If you want to receive any benefit from the principles that we teach and endeavor to practice. The place and time to practice it is right here and right now. Practice makes real. It's the reality. It brings it into the truth of your being. You begin to see it in and as you rather than just as concepts and ideas that are being taught and, and are nice to say. We get the, you know, they get to be a little catchy sometimes, but this is about breathing it in and living it. Living in it as well. He said, now is the perfect time for us to sense even more deeply that what life is about and to discern ever more clearly, especially our specific individual life purpose. Now is the time, why? Because this pandemic is our master class. 
Remember? Dr. Matthew Fox said, this pandemic is too important to waste. My emphasis. It's too important to waste. It can't just be a, a conversation. <clears throat> Pardon me. It can't just be where we start the topic with, ain't it awful? Because not necessarily. I mean, it has that do not misunderstand. Many of us are in grief around the lives lost and those threatened and those suffering right now in the process, fighting for their very life. That is, that's a true and real situation. But if you're not there, if you're not hooked up to the oxygen, you got something to be grateful for. If you're not right now under the covers sweating or trying to break a fever or trying to catch your breath, if you're not in that, then I'm really talking about you and saying you're in a master class. Show up, get your pencil, get your paper, get your laptop, be ready to take notes and notice what life is trying to tell you. Life is speaking to your heart. The divine is guiding you if you would but listen. This is an opportunity to, to cocoon. Remember, so you, I see the worm in you, but I can also see the butterfly. So this is your time to cocoon with high intention. To journey towards what Emmett Fox called, no, 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 no. What Matthew Fox called the journey the journey inward to the house of hearts. The journey inward to the house of hearts, to the house of your heart. And but for the pandemic, would we have stopped long enough to journey inward to the house of our heart? Okay, I hear you, some of y'all would, but a lot would not. And I'm talking to the would not that this is that time, it's precious time. It's time that's available to us in an empowering way. Look, there's this, this idea of, of stuff happening to us again. And, and so right now, if you're in California or a number of other states, frankly, they are the, the leaders, the, the governmental leaders are, are making decisions about about uh, more limitation, <clears throat> excuse me, shelter in place decisions and, and closing and all of that. And I don't, I don't know what's right and wrong about this. What I do know is that for anyone who says, oh no, not again, I wanna bring a little bit of Heraclitus to you who said you cannot step into the same river twice. And that's because it's different and so are you. That idea has just stayed with me that forever, especially now when we say, oh no, not again, I don't know. Oh wait, because if you've been doing the masterclass for nine months, you've been reborn. You know, nine months is a clear incubation period. You better be giving birth to something in a minute. And this is a perfect timing. 
because you know we are about to, I'm just gonna put a little pause on that, I'm coming right back to it, because I wanna just remind you that we are approaching the winter solstice. And you know, we layer on top of that, the birthing of something. We know that astrologically that something is changing, something more is coming through. This is a time, yo, I don't want us to miss this. We started this in March. We better be giving birth to something before the end of December. At the start of the new year, we're supposed to have some new babies in us. A newness in us, a shift, a change. We've been through something. So this notion that, that oh, not again, I didn't already know you had The one that you were, the worm you used to be went through that. The current worm ain't been through it yet. And so there's something more for us on this adventure in faith that we are to do. But in the process, we cannot lose this. We, as we move through this experience, we still declare, I refuse to lose mine. And last week, these were some of the ideas that drawing from what our sister Iyama offered us, I added some to it. But then I asked, I invited y'all to put some stuff in the chat. Y'all know what you're doing. So it's not because you're ignorant. It's not because you don't know better. Because you know, you put it in the chat. You said, I'm not going to lose my passion, my authenticity, my perseverance, my creativity, my dreams, my confidence. All of this that's there, it's brilliant. It's that which works. And whatever works brings joy and also fosters compassion. So look at here, if we know it, we need to act like we know it. Yes. This notion of what we know, it's an invitation. I, I love this empowering sense of, of, of quarantine that Emmett Fox offers us when he says, stand by for quarantine. He says, when a new problem prevents it, presents, presents itself to us, we should immediately know the truth. It makes me think about some of those, like an after school program, you know, where you put the little, the little ones in it. And, and it's one of those programs where they have to stand at attention. It's not a military program, but when the teacher speaks to them, it's a yes, sir, yes, ma'am. You understand what I'm saying? And, and they ask you the question and, and the whole class answers in unison. You know the ones I'm talking about. The ones that the parents say, oh no, we gonna work something out with these kids. And so they respond, that reminds me of this, that when a problem presents itself, you supposed to know the truth about the situation. Even if it looks different, when you look more closely, by the time you get to a certain level of maturation, I'm just saying, it just looked different. It's all the same. You like, oh, this ain't nothing but an ultra verb. <laughs> you know, and I know what to do with that. You know that scene from Coming to America, the barber is simply saying, oh, this ain't all this. You don't, uh-uh. Them berries and that juice and that stuff. Because I know those are chemicals and I know how all of that comes together. So I'm not thrown off by the details of it, I recognize it for what it is. Why? Because I've been on adventures in faith all my life. And what I've been listening, I've been paying attention. 
And so at this point, I'm standing with a certain level of wisdom and experience, wisdom born out of experience of my listening and my paying attention, not my need to be right about every dang thing. But my awareness, my willingness to look more deeply and to be changed by that focused attention. So again, he says, you see it there, when a new problem presents itself to you, you should immediately know the truth about it. And then what? Decline to consider it, except in the light of truth. Get thee behind me, problem. Because I'm looking at you as an opportunity to shift something. I'm knowing, because what? I'm expecting a miracle. And so this probably isn't even looking like a problem to me. This is looking like the way my miracle's coming. Who knew my miracle was going to come trying to trick me like a problem? I'm not fooled by you, problem. I see my miracle in this somewhere. Or you're the stepping stone to the next piece that is my miracle. Because I've been fooled before why I start turning stuff down and acting like it had nothing to do with me. But in this moment, I'm like, oh, you're not fooling me this time. You looking like a problem, but I know you got miracle in you, babe. Come on with that. He goes on to say, putting the subject in quarantine is what this is. He says, whenever he's been able to quarantine a problem of his own, he's always been able to demonstrate very easily and very well. Word to the wise. Even an old long-standing problem, he says, can be put on quarantine today. What? Only if you mean business and are willing to resolutely break the habit of constantly thinking over that same problem, over and talking about it, thinking about it, writing about it, praying about it over and over. Watch it. Watch how many people you need to pray about a thing. It's really an indication about what you believe. It's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. If you need it, you need it. But just know that you need it. It's not the way prayer works. See, you, you understand what I'm saying? I'm not criticizing. I'm not blaming. I'm just saying that's not how prayer don't work by the numbers. It's not the more prayer you get by the taller, the shorter, or the wider, or the deep, whatever. That, no, none of that has nothing to do with prayer. Prayer is about belief. It's about faith. So if you need eight people to pray for you, just know that you got an eight, you know, kind of eight-time prayer. You don't believe it till you got eight. And when you and if that's where you are, you better get eight. But that's not how prayer works. That's how you work. And I'm not mad at you because you work it. Just continue to look at what that is that you believe. So so look, when I'm when I'm focused on what you believe, is a, my sister sent me something. And we have this little thing where, where we say and uh, to each other that it's often wise to empty your bladder before you read a thing. <laughs> I'm just wanting to just give a, a, a sense of how this works. So this thing she sent me reminded me of exactly what I wanted to talk about today because there's something about checking what you believe. What did you let get in there so deep that it's what you see 
no matter what is really happening here. So this thing she sent me tells a story of, of little Timmy. And little Timmy is just starting kindergarten and um, is going to be, you know, his mother has been walking him to school and he gets to the point where he's like, you know, mama, I don't want, you know how that is. We've been there. We've been the ones, even if you don't have children, you've been the one like, I don't want you walking me to school no more. Now you need somebody walking you, but you don't want to be walked. And so Timmy was at that point. He's like, I don't want you walking me to school. And she's like, she wanted to encourage his confidence, but she knew he needed guidance. He needed somebody watching over him. So she said, okay, he was going to be walking with a little neighbor girl and it was all good, but she got the neighbor, Shirley, to walk behind him. And Shirley has a little girl, Marcy, just a little toddler. And so it worked out for Shirley. Shirley said, you know what? This is perfect. We'll get our little morning constitution going. Marcy and I will just walk along. He won't be the wiser. It'll be all good. So that goes on for about a week. And they kind of notice that Shirley and Marcy are there, but they're kicking rocks and picking up twigs and just carrying on as kids will do. So it's not a big deal. But by that next week, Timmy's little friend says, do you, what is this? are these people following us? And they're just children. So it's not you know, it's not a heavy thing, but they're just like, what is that? He's like, yeah, I saw him. And she's like, well, what? She said, that's Miss Shirley. And she's like, well, who is Miss Shirley and why are they following us? She said, oh, that's Shirley Goodnest and her daughter, Marcy. <laughs> she's like, well, why are they following us? He said, oh, what? my mother has been, so she is always concerned about me. And so every night we read the 23rd Psalm. And so in it, it says that Shirley Goodnest and Marcy are gonna follow me all the days of my life. So we just, I just have to get used to it. And so I offer you that little stroke of humor because, and I love that y'all weren't, all of y'all weren't already there. I love it when I can have a moment. I love a moment because Timmy believed it. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of y'all, that was one of the first scriptures which with, or the scripture which, with which you have the most familiarity. But you not believe in that surely goodness and Marcy are going to be following you all the days of your life. In the moment you read it and your eyes may even mist up a little bit because you're like, yes goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. But when the problem comes up, you're not thinking about surely goodness, mercy, nor goodness and mercy following you. You're not on the page at all. The question is, so what is it? What is it that you know for sure? What is it that you know for sure? Because that's what's rocking your world. That's what's running your life. That's who's following you. Emmett Fox says that the will of God is freedom, health, and harmony. What if you knew that for sure? Huh? What if you knew for sure, like they awaken you out of a deep sleep and say, what, did you, what do you know for sure about God? And what if in a deep sleep, if you said, I know freedom, health, and harmony is what God is about in my life? What if? 
What if that was, that was so much a part of you, who and how you are, and you knew that these freedom, health, and harmony can be attained by learning the laws of life and applying them, the practice of it. Yes, knowledge is power, but only when you add it to practice. So the formula, if you will, would be knowledge, practice, knowledge plus practice equals power. When we put this in the recap, let's add that. That knowledge plus practice equals power. <laughs> yeah, you see. Sometimes. Sometimes worms and timmies, you're going to have to encourage yourself. I know you wish your mama and your daddy, and a lot of us are still mad because mama didn't do, and daddy wasn't there, or daddy didn't do, and mama wasn't there. But sometimes you're going to have to encourage yourself. I know the school system should have had some encouragement in it. But sometimes you're going to have to encourage yourself. You're going to have to speak victory what? During the test, during the test. Come on, Timmy, you're gonna have to know that goodness and mercy are following you all the days of your life. And use that as encouragement. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to speak victory during the test. And no matter how you feel, Speak the word and you will be healed. Speak over yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Oh, 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 Sometimes Yeah. 
especially it's not easy to keep a center going you know often as a participant or a congregant or someone who's part of the community we're not really thinking maybe about the electric bill and about all the many things it takes to keep a community together and growing and so i invite us on this 11th birthday some of you know that i am the founder of the prosperity plus programs one two and three and i know that your center has offered these programs to you i'm a deep believer in tithing and we all have giving patterns. Many of us give actually only emotionally. We give when we feel like we have a little extra. And then there's another kind of giving. That's a regular repeated giving that comes with a percentage to it. And if it's not 10%, it's 5% or it's 6%, but it comes out of a decision to have circulation in your life. Planting in a beautiful place like the heart and soul center of light for the growth of a community that you has nurtured you, can nurture you further, and more than that, can spread this wonderful message to a world that is deeply hungering, even if they don't know yet that they're hungering for it. So I invite us on this day to lean in and make a commitment for percentage giving over the next year. And then turn around every three months and take a look at what's happening in your life. Something happens when you're a regular giver. And each month as you're receiving your income, a portion of it goes to support. Uh, it changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your level of expectation of good in your life. It changes your sense of worthiness and your connection with the very source of your life. Good morning, family. I'm with Mary Morrissey. Get in where you fit in. Get in where it makes sense to support the amazing work we're doing at Heart and Soul Center of Light. 
And I'm also with little Timmy because surely we must live in an abundant universe. Surely we're surrounded by goodness and mercy and surely we support heart and soul center of light. And with that being said, this is our time of gracious giving and we have lots of ways in which you can graciously support heart and soul. You can send a check to our secure mailing address at heart and soul center of light. 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give by going on to our website at heartsoulcenter.org slash give. And last but not least, my favorite way of giving, which is texting the word give to 510-500-5849. However you choose to give is right and perfect. And it's also really important that we have the right attitude for giving, making sure that our consciousness is continually blessing our good. So wherever you may be in the world, I invite you to take your blessing in hand and maybe place it against your heart or otherwise place your hand against your heart and let us say our blessing together. I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church and throughout the world because I know God as source. And so it is. to remind you how to be engaged beginning with our year of miracles that's tomorrow 6 30 p.m pacific time signing up at heartsoulcenter.org slash rscp year of miracles will get you access we intend to continue through the rest of the year um, and work out what next year will look like but we invite you to be in uh, it's never too late to explore miracles on wednesday this is our final ij for the year hosted by valerie joy finmon and david walker uh, this coming Wednesday is the virtual open mic night and gratitude celebration. So you're invited to get in and be a part of the gratitude uh, and joy that has come from being a part of this powerful group. Tammy Hall is live on Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time via Facebook Live. Make sure that you were supporting our sister and tipping generously. And on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Pacific time via Facebook, YouTube, and podcast, we invite you to participate or watch our Point of Power pop vlog with Reverend Andriette um, to share it and most importantly, allow it to transform your life. We continue to celebrate our anniversary because who doesn't like to continue to celebrate anniversaries? Um, we're doing so by offering that you do a donation in increments of 11. So we invite you to be a part of that um, by texting to give or by visiting our website. And because of our recent move, we're inviting you to check in on our Amazon wish list and check out the number of ways that you have to support uh, our new home, our new church home by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash wish list. Marcus Books is still in their 60th anniversary fundraiser. Please continue to support them as well as Kingston 11 by visiting kingston11eats.com uh, for Jamaican cuisine that you can um, have for takeout. The Pulse meets at 11.30 on Sundays for our teens. They can send an email to the Pulse at heartsoulcenter.org to participate. Youth and Family Village is still engaged in asynchronous learning. And so we wanna make sure that we have some, some all sorts of things can be found there by visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash watchyfv. Our group prayer continues to happen 
um, on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. and most specifically immediately following this service by about 10 minutes. Um, there are five prayer meditation uh, prayer rooms, excuse me, the new room that has been added for the season is moving through the holidays with grace, joy, and connection. So we invite you always to avail yourself to prayer. And I'd like to welcome back our beloved Reverend Andrea. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you, Angelo. I want to, you know, I'm just so grateful that we spend this time together in the way that we do. And I'm particularly grateful for all of the dedicated heart and soulers who always show up to, you know, pretty much whatever it is we're up to, and they find value in it. And right now, I am, and usually on Sunday mornings, I just am, there's something in me, my, my heart feels a little giddy, just that folks are tuning in from Aurora, Aurora, Colorado, and from Port Angeles, Washington, and from Haco, uh, Costa Rica, and from Connecticut, and Salvador, Bahia, Brazil, and Boston, Massachusetts, and San Jose, Costa Rica, and Maui, Hawaii. You know, sometimes I make up stories, like in certain places, every time I read Maui, I'm like, really? Thank you, but you're not out at the beach, or you're not sitting out in the whatever, it's just, but I'm so grateful from Arizona and Jackson, Mississippi and Watsonville, California and Lansing, Michigan. And today for the very first time or the first time they put it in the chat, we have someone with us from Kisumu City, Kenya. And so I'm just very, very grateful. I don't get to see you, but I'm, I'm grateful that you're a part of this service and that you took the time and were willing to invest your energy um, and often many of you are sharing your treasure with us as well. And for that, I'm grateful. I ask that you please stay with us to the end. And I'm going to start asking you sooner because I always have something special at the very, very end to close the service. And today it's particularly special. It's a vintage work, if you will. And so I'm I don't want you to miss it. I know you could see it later, but I would love very much for you to to see it with us. I know that, um, and I hope that you appreciated this, I, this notion, this principle of encouraging yourself. And sometimes we have to encourage others. And so Heart and Soul is um, establishing a new partnership with um, in collaboration rather with building opportunities for self-sufficiency, also known as BOSS, B-O-S-S. They are facilitating a toy drive. Their mission is to help homeless, poor, and disabled people achieve health and self-sufficiency and to fight against the root causes of poverty and homelessness. All of their participants are just as involved and are on Alameda County probation, parole, and or homeless. On top of the COVID-19 pandemic, their participants are working to look for permanent employment, permanent housing, remove legal barriers, and much more. So BOSS is there to assist and guide in every way, every way possible to assist them with, their, with uh, alleviating the barriers. The majority of their reentry participants have children. And so this season has been particularly hard for reentry families. And that's why they're 
they're, uh, they're hosting a holiday toy drive, toy drive and Heart and Soul is joining them. And so my ask this day, and we will have it in our recap by Wednesday, I'm sure, to offer you a link, what we have arranged to do, because we're, we've, we've often done this kind of thing, but now that we're social distancing and making sure that they're safe and we're safe, it, it's, it's more than a notion. So what we've come up with is we've asked them to put together an Amazon wish list. And it's not that we're not promoting Amazon, we are simply grateful that it is a mechanism and a vehicle for us to get stuff to them in a time when they really need it. And we have some resources so that we can. So we're gonna publish it so that you can go in. Most of the items are, I think the highest item is about $12. And so, you know, we just wanna go in there and make sure that these children have what, what they can have during this season, but even beyond. We are about to breathe life into again our, our program for offering toiletries and underwear, socks in particular. I know this is not the first time you've heard it, that that is the most often requested. Sometimes I see people on walking with just socks. So shoes are not even at the top of the list, but if folks have at least socks, they're saying. And so, and also you can wear almost any pair of socks, you know, and put on a few pairs. So we cannot do too much of this. And also women's um, feminine hygiene products. Sisters, come on now, we can do this. We can make sure if you begin to think this out, what living in curbside communities mean to women who are in need of feminine hygiene products, you know we can do better on our watch. And so we are going to provide you with ways to support us in our outreach. And so we're doing it on behalf of all heart and soulers because what? We know it's the right thing to do. So when you give, um, you know, there are a couple of ways. You can go into Amazon and do it yourself, or you can say, you know, I'm not going into Amazon because they're going to be offering me some other opportunities. So I'm just not going on there. Then what you can do is give to us. We are still celebrating our 11th anniversary, but what we're still going to give out of the funds that we have. So if you give to Heart and Soul, just put outreach. If you put outreach in the memo or as a notation, we will work to apply it that way. But just know, we're gonna be giving to outreach whether you put it in outreach or not. So uh, we ask you to give. Also, we have our own Amazon wish list um, for, we're saying if you wanna treat this as a bit of a housewarming, that there's still things that we need. We're, a lot of it is pulled together quite nicely once we gather, but there's still some things. And so we have them on the list and if you can assist us with that. And let me just give thanks for the assistance that you have already given. I want you to know just how very grateful we are. Heart and Soul does not have any, well, our source is divine source. But what we know is that you contribute to Heart and Soul as you are guided by divine source. And I am grateful. We don't have any little special pot or, or any sponsor or anything, but it's your generous gifts. That's what supports heart and soul. 
And that's what makes it possible for us to do outreach and for us to even have a new space. Thank you so very much. And so it is in this gratitude, in this foundation of gratitude and thanksgiving that I stand in prayer. I am, I am going to share a combination of Marianne Williamson's a prayer from day 348 and a prayer that I wrote. I had a reader of Science of Mind magazine write to me recently, just the other day I received it, and it was referencing November of 2019. And so I'm going to share the prayer that I published there because it fits so beautifully for now. So in an attitude of gratitude, just join me in prayer, please. Dear God, may my mind be a conduit of love and not fear, that I may somehow help to heal this hurting world. May my mind be clear, but my heart always open according to your will. And then in my own words, I say I pray for our U.S. government that it honors and reflects our nation's diversity, that it be highly functioning, high functioning, and committed to justice and inclusive outcomes toward a world that works for everyone. Father, Mother, God, living one, strong one, I pray for our Congress that they work in harmony toward the highest and best for all Americans without exception. I pray for the president of our country and the president-elect that he embraces and engages the whole perfect and complete nature of each and every person, organization, and country. I pray for us. I pray for my fellow U.S. citizens that we live in peace and harmony, that we honor and experience each other through love and inclusion with compassion and acceptance of our diversity. I pray that we heal the heart of anyone who takes exception to praying for our government and for those who have the responsibility for serving the greater community at large. I pray for all people everywhere that we live in peace and in harmony. I know that this is not only possible, but it's real. It requires our focused intention and our practice. I pray we recognize and realize our oneness, that we live in unity and honor our diversity as members of our amazing human race. I pray love. I pray love with liberty and justice for all. And I pray that we never forget that justice is what love looks like in public. Father, Mother, God, I pray for the liberation of all people held bondage in mind, in heart, in soul, in body. I pray that we realize our power and that we encourage ourselves and each other in just the perfect, perfect ways to transcend 
any sense of problem and land us solidly in a sense of being on an adventure in faith, knowing that the outcome is a blessing for all concerned. It is for this and so much more that I give thanks. In gratitude and in thanksgiving, I release this word into the perfect activity of love. I let it be now and forevermore. I seal it by simply saying, Ashe, Amen. And so it is. And now, Please receive this vintage treat. What is segregation? I don't know what segregation is. Uh, what is bigotry? I don't know what bigotry is. What does, uh, hatred mean? I don't know what it is. Uh, what is, uh, prejudice? Um, I think it's when somebody sits. Rise and shine, boys! this program to bring you a special bulletin. Dallas, Texas. The Flash, apparently official. President John F. Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Anybody here? See my old friend Martin. Can you tell me when he's gone? He's freed a lot of people, but it seems for good they die young. That's a cold beans ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop. <laughs> I don't mind. 
Like anybody, I would like to live. No one can be certain who next will suffer from some senseless act of bloodshed. and uncertainty that is the way he lived that is what he leaves us my brother need not be idealized or enlarged in death beyond what he was in life be remembered simply as a good and decent man he saw wrong and tried to right it he saw suffering and tried to heal it he saw war and tried to stop it those of us who loved him and who take him to his rest today pray that what he was to us, what he wished for others, will someday come to pass for all the world. As he said many times in many parts of this nation, those he touched and who sought to touch him. Some men see things as they are and say why. I dream things that never were and say, why not? I don't know what segregation is. Uh, what is bigotry? I don't know what bigotry is. What does uh, hatred mean? I don't know what it is. Uh, what is uh, prejudice? Um, I think it's when somebody sits 